0: Catholic Theological Union, a graduate school of theology and ministry in Chicago, provides full tuition scholarships and dedicated formation to students. Scholarships include the Oscar Romero program, which prepares lay, Hispanic, Latine women and men for professional ministry with a creative formation program inspired by the life and ministry of St. Oscar Romero. CTU also offers the Augustus Tolton Pastoral Ministry Program, providing Black Catholics academic, personal, spiritual, and professional education and training in preparation for professional ministry. Learn more at ctu.edu slash programs. Welcome to Skirts and Basic Black, the Black Catholic podcast where we talk about faith, culture, and pop culture through a Black Catholic lens. I'm Marcia, your co-host who still hasn't recovered from the sheer ecstasy of listening to Red, Taylor's version, and the all-too-well 10-minute version, Taylor's version, from the Vault bonus track. <laughs> and I'm joined by my co-host, <laughs> Shannon, who needs to be reminded that she cannot buy every Starbucks holiday mug. You cannot, Shannon. Nope. Today no, there's we- no space cabinets. There you go. Today we have a special guest who we are super excited to have on the show. She's a writer, spoken word poet, and blonde bombshell. Please join us in welcoming Claire McAllen. Are don't start singing happy birthday to us though. I'm just saying. Mm. Um, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the show. We want to hear all about your life and who you are, but we first have to get you to answer the three most important questions on this podcast. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. First question Are you black? No, (laughs) okay, that's fine. That's That's all right. It's fine. It's okay. (laughs) Because um, yes. <laughs> if you were black and a blonde bombshell, you'd be competing with Mary J. Blige. And so that's <laughs> too much. Gonna, that, it's I don't too want much. To use, too I much. Like to do that. <laughs> love. Okay. So, are you Catholic? I am. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's okay if you weren't, but it's great to have you here, <laughs> mm-hmm. Claire. Yeah. I think this might be the most important question. What is Absolutely. the most basic thing about you?
1: You already know it's going to be Taylor Swift. Top right. 1% this year. Top 1%. Yeah. Okay. So can I, okay.
0: So Spotify wrapped. It's so funny to me. Cause I, I'm an Apple, I'm an, I'm an Amazon music girl. Okay. Like all of things on Amazon music. I like the way it all is. And I'm sure, and I listen mm-hmm. to this. When I want to binge a podcast, I go to Spotify because I don't have to download it. And I can just press play and go. Right. And I just go to spot. And that's what I do. So my Spotify wrapped was, was like not as like I listened to not Taylor Swift. And I, last right. year it was all Taylor <laughs> Swift because I listened to like three songs. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so it's kind of insane. Like, so, yes,
1: I think that's yeah, really 100%, all that Taylor is Swift. amazing because I saw this. Meme yesterday where it's like if you know a girl who's in the top five percent of Taylor Swift listeners, fear her. And I was like, yeah. Here's, I wish Amazon <laughs> Music did that because
0: I would be listen. Okay, Amazon Music is like, hey girl, do you want to try try and try something else? Want to try <laughs> some other music? No, and, no. And it's so no, funny no. because I do listen to other music that's not Taylor Swift. Like I do, like. I'm a cool girl. I own vinyls. Like, I like, listen, like do you know what I mean? Like I do. I promise I do. But when it's on my phone and I'm just like, I'm, if I'm intentionally listening to music, it's Taylor Swift. Like, 100%, 100%. you know, like that's just, but yes. So I love that. I love that about your basicness. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to get into a little bit more about who you are in a minute, but first mm-hmm. we need to talk about the weather. Like it's December, weather is changing life is happening. Um, so we're going to do a weather check. If anyone is new to the show, um, Claire, you new to the show. We talk about our weather when we talk about how we are and how we're doing, like our state in life or state of being or state of mind right now. And we compare that to weather. And so I'm going to give you a chance to think about that. Shannon, are you ready to go? Are you, are you go for weather?
2: I am. Great. Let's hear so- it. So I am going to call my weather a light December snow. I can't really leave the house because it's still snowing, but it's not bad. And it's pleasant, you know, with a mug of coffee. It's like you can get a lot of reading done and enjoy beautiful snow. And I say that because I'm stuck at home with two, three children post-second COVID shot. Um, Again, pro-vaccination podcast. We say this all the time, Uh, but (laughs) uh, they are in their second day of recovery with mild symptoms, but enough to like not have them go to school, like mild fever, that kind of thing. So like, I, I can't really go to work. I'm feeling a little bad about that, even though I'm working from home, even though I'm working remotely. I don't know. I just I'm American, so I have guilt about not being in the office. Um, <laughs> so,
0: and uh, and you're Catholic, so you just have straight and, up guilt. Yes, I have straight <laughs> guilt. And Church.
2: Just like it's it's all it's like a pile of lightly falling snow all on top of each other. You know, I say December because I go back to December all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like this is an audio <laughs> format so no one saw my face but like when you said back to I was like hello <laughs> like, I'm such a dork okay so now that I have like I'm like infused this podcast with all the Taylor Swift um my weather oh goodness it is January 15th that's what my weather is okay so if you're from Chicago you know that the weather is It snows a little bit in December, right? It's a lot of snow, whatever, in December, early January, but then it stops for a while, and then it is just butt cold, like it's just butt cold. Yeah, like like it's just, (laughs) and it's a real thing. Like butt cold is the way you say it, and everybody knows it, right? And so, it is dangerous out there, and you have to really take care of yourself. And you're always ashy. It doesn't matter. It's one of those (laughs) things where it's like. Baby, let me tell you, if weather was a principality, it is butt cold January 15th. And so that's kind of how I feel like I, all these things are coming at me and I just have to keep protecting myself, right? I have to keep my layers on. I got to stay hydrated. I got to stay moisturized. I really have to stay moisturized. Let me. I can't tell you how much I have to stay moisturized. Like, and it doesn't matter because in the, the day I'm still ashy and then I'm like, okay, let me moisturize again (laughs) so (laughs) I uh, but you
2: know what your skincare routine is fabulous sometime you have to share that it's really great anyway thank you
0: thank you so much um so yeah that's how I I feel like it's January 15th in Chicago it is butt cold it's not snowing so the danger isn't as obvious but it is it is there like it's and it's and the danger what I'm saying like no one's coming after me guys but um (laughs) it's me thinking like it's basically how you have to constantly like there are times where I have to stop what I'm doing like and I had to do it yesterday I had to stop what I was doing and I had to just declare out loud Satan you're a liar like the devil is a liar because all those things that like I was in the film with Shannon at one point I was like the devil's a liar Shannon because <laughs> I really did have um I did have like I was having a rough go this last week and I think it's all the things that those doubts that get to you and about you're not doing enough or anything and um, what you're doing is may not be good enough or you may not be good enough. And I think those are the things that are harmful to you that no one else can see because they're inside and you constantly have to protect yourself from that. Like you constantly have to stay moisturized. You have to stay prayed up, right? (laughs) Like all day long. And that's kind of where I am. Like it is January 15th, but cold. But now that I know it's January 15th, but cold, I am going to make sure I got an extra layer of Vaseline and baby oil on me before I leave this house. Listen, Mm -hmm, black girls mm -hmm. already
2: know.
0: Are you a a Vaseline on the lips person? I am a Vaseline on the lips person. Yeah. It depends when it's cold. When it's cold Mm -hmm. outside right, Um, and I'm traveling public transit, like, I am a Vaseline, because you got (laughs) to take your face, and it's just, it comes at you, like, and this is, this is a real cold-weather remedy, you live in Boston right now, Claire, you lived in New York, so Mm -hmm. you know about, Mm -hmm. well, actually, New Yorkers cannot handle snow, I don't know about y'all sometimes, but anyway, (laughs) um, like, when it's really cold and the cold's going to hit your face, like, seriously, like, leave the makeup alone. Just put Vaseline on your mm-hmm. face. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, it will be less harsh because like, that cold will beat your face. Um, so I'm just, that's, that's a little cold weather tip from a black girl who grew up in Chicago mm-hmm. <laughs> because we get or, ashy and it is cold. You know, you could wear a mask. Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> wear a mask. This is a pro-mask, pro-vax. Um, pro-vax very- and pro vas. Aline.
1: Podcast. <laughs> okay. So, Claire. I wear a mask everywhere I go right now because there's a boy I'm uh, avoiding in my neighborhood. So, <laughs> you'll
2: never find mm. me not wearing a mask.
1: I wear Smart. a mask to go to the
2: bathroom.
1: I'm so many guys.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> Incognito. <laughs> Every time I pass the coffee shop, he hangs out with I mask up for multiple types of safety. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, other than masking up for safety, Claire, how's the weather? Yeah, in your back of the woods. It's honestly, it's very much, it's it's both literal and a metaphor. It is so cold, but it's not snowing, which is to say, like, it's Christmas without the magic. You know, uh, all of the, all of the cold, all of the hard stuff, but no, no magic, no snow, none of the things that like, you're like, yeah, but it's worth it because. I need the snow actually. I really, really need the snow right oh, now. I need it to be yeah. like I'm in a snow globe. I need a little bit of I need a little bit of Christmas magic so badly right now.
0: So you need a little Christmas, right? I need I this need very minute. <laughs> I
1: uh <laughs> I hate
0: yeah. that song so much. <laughs> the, song, the glee version. Listen to the glee version, okay? Because Amber Riley sings the opening lines of it. It's so good.
1: So listen to the margin of most things are so good. Glee did a good job. Great.
0: Like I feel that show, man. (laughs) Last Christmas. Great. Yeah, like uh, Teenage
1: Dream, also the best version. I like Dog Days Are Over. I was listening to that last night. Ah, that one's really good. Oh, in peace, Yeah,
2: Like Mm -hmm. I would like to clarify that I do know that Last Christmas is a is a George. I was about to say George, George Floyd. I knew you were. I knew it. I saw it George in your face.
0: Foreman. I was like, if you say George Floyd, I said George Foreman. <laughs>
3: that's what that's I was okay.
0: gonna. Say. It's okay. George. George Michael. It's okay. And that makes me think
2: of Arrested Development. Anyway, um, it's a George Michael song, not a Taylor Swift song. But you know, whatever. I think she sings
0: a version of it. Doesn't she sing? She does. That's, yeah. That, that's why. Oh, okay. Mm so (laughs) Clara welcome you are like (laughs) (laughs) seriously (laughs) okay so you need a little Christmas right this very minute I do I'm struggling I need it I I Mm -hmm. appreciate you sharing that like I appreciate Mm -hmm. like your first time on here you're like life is hard y'all so I think because it's hard for a lot of people right now
1: yeah, I think my plan, I was like, I've been talking about it for months. I've been getting into these like early morning exercise schedules. I got museum memberships. Like I was plotting to outsmart seasonal depression this year and outsmart the weather. And I literally mm-hmm. can't do it. I literally can't do it. It doesn't matter how many exercise classes I sign up for, how many things I schedule my like I just it feels stronger than I am. Yeah, I guess that I
0: have said every time, every advent. I okay. struggle, and not because I'm like, I will bring on this struggle, but I think that, and, and we'll probably get into this when we start talking about your book, I think there's a lot of internal struggle that happens with me during Advent, because I have to be reminded that I can't fix this, I am waiting on my savior, always, right, where mm-hmm. it's like, this is real, like, this isn't, I mean, it's, I mean, let's be real, the light, life is the Marcia show, but... Um, <laughs> It's not a matter of, you know what I mean. It's not about what I can do. It's like sometimes I have to embrace what I can't do, and I oh. have to let go and let God and just wait on my Savior. Um, and I always forget that I I struggle during Advent until Advent starts and I'm struggling and I'm like, oh man, we, we're Advent. <laughs> like, I've stopped fighting it and I just start embracing that
1: struggle and then just start waiting on my Savior and there we go. I think I keep, I was reminding myself this morning, it's a really good time for creatives if we allow it to be, because it is a kind of acutely painful time. So There's a lot we can work with right there to make beautiful things and lean in and help each other. But yeah, I was having that conversation with my, one of my best friends this morning. And I was like, I, every time, exactly what you were saying, like, I don't even realize that what I'm waiting for is a miracle. I think I'm, wa- I, I think I convince myself I'm waiting for the product of my hard work and that the product of my hard work always disappoints all I ever actually want is a miracle does that make sense
0: yes that absolutely makes sense okay so let's talk let's talk a little bit more about you claire um i discovered you i discovered you (laughs) i am you're You're like you're like hey marcia
1: here i am (laughs) one of my favorite movies it's so Mm. good it's so good (laughs) breaks my heart breaks my heart listen
0: yep it's we'll talk about this in the offertory but I musicals have been in my heart lately because of Sondheim. Mm-hmm. So I have just, mm-hmm. it's been a whole, like this musical theater kid is like heartbroken. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Okay. So, Claire, mm-hmm. I learned about you. I think I heard you doing a spoken word something, like, right? Like you were doing something on Instagram, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what you do. And I was mm-hmm. like, I need to follow this girl. Like, she's got, um, it took me a bit to follow you though. I'm not gonna lie. We're gonna go on that mm-hmm. in a little bit. Um okay. so you look real concerned, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. It took me a bit, like it took me about a month to be like, okay, mm-hmm. she's the real deal. And I start following you and I thought you were so great. And then <laughs> in 2020, I think it was 2020, March for Life. You were gonna be at March for Life because you're gonna be speaking with New Wave Feminists for the rally. Yeah. We're gonna try. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my God, you're speaking for the rally? Do you wanna get a hotel room with me? <laughs> Because I told Destiny and I go, we are not real friends. Like, <laughs> we are intimate <laughs> friends who comment yep. in each other's posts and like each other's stories and mm-hmm. maybe sometimes meet in like the DMs. But I was right. like, mm-hmm. hey, girl. And like, it's so funny. I was like, I have scared Claire McAllen. Because <laughs> 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 I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be so great. <laughs> you could, I mean, I wasn't like crazy eyes. Like, you know
1: I was like but I'm like I'm getting a hotel do you want to share a room <laughs> and then, like, it was, was a like, very nice offer and we can talk about that later when we talk about the book too because I have a chapter in there about the March for Life and just I think as you know it's a complicated relationship it, a lot of us have with it it really and. is, mm-hmm. it, really mm-hmm. is.
3: Mm-hmm. it really is yeah. so um
0: so you are a spoken word poet and that's how I first mm-hmm. um and you are very talented you've got some great works and you've got mm-hmm. man the stuff that you say and the stuff that you
1: write and I love it tell us a little bit about yourself and your art So I grew up here in Massachusetts, ended up moving to New York probably two years after I graduated from Franciscan to pursue pursue spoken word poetry because I had been in India working with the Missionaries of Charity and gotten really sick, found spoken word online from Deaf Poetry Jam back in like the early 2000s, was super inspired by it and decided to move to New York because I didn't know where else you could pursue something that specific. (laughs) Um, And I started going to the New Yorican Poets Cafe in Manhattan and just learning from there. And in my time in New York, I I did everything besides be a professional artist. I worked at Buffalo Exchange. I walked. Oh, that's a good, I like Buffalo Exchange. It's really fun when you're a customer, <laughs> like yeah. most places. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm probably right. I used
0: I used to go there every time I went to New York. I would just pop yeah. into Buffalo Exchange,
1: but yeah. <laughs> it's really fun when you're a customer, otherwise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for people who don't know, Buffalo Exchange, it's like a Play-Doh's Closet, right? It's a thrift store. Yeah. Like they pay for your clothes, like you get paid at the top, right? right is that how that is it's not like a, it's not yeah. a thrift store where you just donate like you actually go in and like they give you like pennies on the dollar for your clothes and then other people buy them their whole
1: thing <laughs> is being like so funky but um i did that i walked dogs i worked at. well when i eventually got fired from buffalo exchange i needed a job within like 24 hours because i was gonna pay my rent so mm,
3: uh, mm.
1: my cousin's boyfriend had some connections and i worked at an israeli summer camp in brooklyn which is actually really, really cool. Yeah, it took the entire mm-hmm. summer. I had the five year olds. That is it was amazing. Like the last couple of weeks, and one of the kids was like, I was reading them a book, and I it was a parts of it were in Hebrew, so obviously my pronunciation was the worst. And one of the kids mm-hmm. looked at the other and <laughs> he's like, I don't even think she's Jewish. <laughs> and they were, little, they were like, Are you not Jewish? And I, told I mean, them, and when, when like, I was their age, I thought
2: everyone was Catholic, so I get it. I get hey,
1: it. exactly. <laughs> And then they're asking really hard-hitting questions. They're like, if you're not Jewish, why did they hire you? And I'm like,
0: I don't
1: know, man. Speak me, kid.
0: I'm a warm body who
1: is not a threat to your safety. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That is why. <laughs> um, tons of babysitting. And then I was the director of religious education at a church in Brooklyn for a little while. All of this um, leading up to being able to do the poetry full-time. And so... In like late late 2019, I decided to start touring full time. I was like, "I'm gonna do it." I did not; I was not making enough money doing this, by the way, to do it full time. This was just my delusion as a dreamer because I think I was making like $500 a show and doing like one show a month. So it's crazy that mm-hmm. I thought it was time. And so I set off to do it, and I was like a month into it, and then COVID happened. Yeah.
2: So yeah. yeah. As it <laughs> was so um, wrecker of yeah. dreams <laughs> I know
0: <laughs> that's a real thing yes. for so many people yep um, oh. so something that and this is kind of going to why it took me about a month to actually start following you on mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. and then I was like in. I was all in once that happened remember you were on my you were one of my first guests on my my short-lived talk show it was a great talk show I'm just saying mm-hmm. um so just kind of get into it. So you are a spoken word artist and a poet. And so in your spoken word, and I think that some something you definitely know, Claire, because you found it from Def Jam, and mm-hmm. our listeners may not, um, spoken word poetry originated in the Black communities and was eventually adopted and appropriated by the beat poets of the 1950s. So we love your work, and we know that you care about anti-racism work, and we know that you are the real deal. And that is why it took me a bit. I was like, there is this. White girl over here doing spoken word poetry. I don't know. I'm like, and I'm going to be really real. Like, there are a lot of things that get, um, well, I'm going to say co opted and appropriated by white people that are done by black people. Like, what's her name? Addison Ray on TikTok. She's like getting all these crazy deals for dances that were made by black people on TikTok. I always am cautious of white people making black things palatable when already they were already palatable you were just closed-minded and mm-hmm. I was like is this what's happening here I go I don't know I have to find out and so I kind of lurked for a little bit before I <laughs> following you because I have I had his thing yeah at the end of, of the day I'm rooting for everybody black and not mm-hmm. just only not just only everybody black but I am specifically rooting for and protecting my black people and I just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that you are the real deal so I want to know like how do you, as a white spoken word poet, find balance between working as an artist in this medium
1: without appropriating Black culture? Right, and honestly, probably around the time that you, we were first coming into contact, I was still figuring it out in real time, and it is still. I'm never going to be like, oh, I've mm-hmm. accomplished it. I've figured it all out. I have it down perfectly <laughs> now.
0: Um, the, the I first... am the least appropriating person.
1: Ever. <laughs> I'm here's no. What you're saying,
3: please. <laughs>
1: It was definitely present from the beginning, though, because I went to New and Poets Cafe to learn, and it was so obvious that I was the only white person in the room, which I think was a really important dynamic shift, and there was never going to be a chance, even when I was still, like, whatever I was, like, 23, figuring it out, like, it was the first mm-hmm. thing that anyone noticed, that I noticed, and that everyone around me noticed, and Mm-hmm. I made a lot of great friends and they handled it with a lot of humor because it was really obvious and it would be so funny too because comedians would get up there and they'd have a whole set about white girls and they'd come over and they'd be like, not you, like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm like, no, it's fine. Too. It's totally fine. Hashtag <laughs> not all white people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have one, I was in a competition once and I did have one guy, he was doing a poem about white people and he physically pointed at me. I, like,
0: I love that. You're like, I am the props.
1: I am the prop. Was, I'm the
0: unintentional prop. We were in a
1: competitive environment and it was a very powerful move. If he was trying to throw me off a little bit, like mm-hmm. he got me good. He got mm-hmm. me good. I was out for mm-hmm. the next round. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> gotta play the game. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it was very clear from the beginning that this was not my space that I, and I think that's really important um, knowing when you're a guest in someone else's space. I use that to explain to people, like when I bring friends to church, how I'd like them to act. And even if like dressing in a respectful Mm -hmm. way, because it's like, you're a guest Mm -hmm. in this space the same way I would be at a synagogue. Even when I was working at Israeli summer camp, like I'm going to respect the fact that our lunches were kosher. I'm going to respect Mm -hmm. this and that. Like I, I am the guest here. So knowing in these creative environments that I'm the guest and i I'm never the leader, does that make sense? And not trying. Oh, yeah, to that there.
0: absolutely yeah. makes sense. I can verify that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <you> like that? <laughs> and here's the thing. And that was what I was trying to figure out when I took time because everyone yeah. was like, "Claire's so great, Claire's so great," and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna find out for myself." and so yeah no and that I mean obviously I figured that out but I wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure that we talked about that you know that is like that's something important to bring up
1: because we've never brought a black spoken word artist on the show like (laughs) so right at that same time I was I feel like I was getting it right for the most part in my creative life but I was getting it really wrong in my professional life because when I around that same time that I was starting in poetry in New Yorkian is when I was the DRE at the parish in Brooklyn that I was telling you about and I got that so wrong and I I didn't know you don't know what you don't know. And yeah, you learn tell me way. more about that. I
0: want to hear more about mm-hmm. that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a church in Crown Heights called St. Matthew's and it was mostly a Jamaican and Dominican church. Um some families from Mexico, a lot of the parents um weren't English speaking. It made no sense for me to have that job. And again, I was hired. There was there were other people, older people who probably should have seen this coming, you know. But I also didn't think anything was weird when I was applying or took the job. And it took months into the job for and a lot of confrontation to be like, it was so the wrong move for a 24-year-old white girl from the suburbs to be brought in to lead mm. a group of Children of color in the city. I didn't know. I couldn't mm-hmm. even speak yeah. to their parents. I, if, if even mm-hmm. if I had everything else to relate to these kids, the fact that I couldn't speak mm-hmm. to their parents made me the wrong mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides the yeah. fact that I had zero years of experience.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. That's. I mm-hmm. think that's a really important lesson for ministry leaders. Period. Mm-hmm. Is that here's the thing we want to give. We want to be there for kids, and we want to say the church is universal. The church is not. I mean, it is. It's universal. I mean, the church is absolutely universal, but we are not the same you know and mm-hmm. i think that mm-hmm. you're right like there is a way like what is that shannon inculturation <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. diversity yeah. equity i think i think yeah. i would say that like the
2: church is universal but it is not um culturally neutral right
3: mm, um, yes it can't be anyway
0: so, okay. So yeah, you're right. Thank you for sharing that. Cause um, you were saying of that I was like, cause I, that's a good lesson for a lot of people. And especially with kids, as much as we want to teach them to have agency minors, like minors who can't get themselves places do not have the agency that we mm-hmm. want them to grow to have. And we got to be able to communicate to people who have the agency, like mm-hmm. their parents and, mm-hmm. you know, caregivers and, <laughs> you know, all the yeah. adults in their lives. So, yeah. cause they won't get anywhere without the adults in their lives. And so you are not wrong. That's, that was really great insight. Claire, how long did you stay at
1: that mm-hmm. job after you realized that? I was there for a year and it wasn't just like, I don't want to paint myself as like the hero who had a moment and realized it and left with dignity. Like it went really badly. Mm -hmm. It went really bad. I truly, and honestly though, I'm going to look you in the eyes and tell you that I did my best, but it Mm -hmm. was just like, there was never going to, it was never going to be a winning situation. And there were people who recognized that before I recognized that they had the wisdom, they had the experience, they were part of the community and I wasn't, and I was trying, but I wasn't well equipped. I didn't have Mm -hmm. the training. I wasn't part of the community. It, it ended very, very badly and was a really important, but hard lesson
0: well i'm glad that wow and here you are on the other side of that and you're yeah no that's good you're figuring that out so good thank you thank you for sharing that moment yeah
3: hey listeners shannon here if you've listened to our podcast for any length of time you know that i love to put on my teacher hat and talk about theology ministry church teaching and all that jazz well the main reason I'm able to do all of that, as well as Mariah Carey can hit a high note, is because of my education at Catholic Theological Union in Chicago. Catholic Theological Union is a graduate school of theology and ministry in Chicago, our hometown, and the greatest city in the world. Sorry, Lynn manuel Miranda. CTU provides full tuition scholarships and dedicated formation to students. And believe me when I tell you, the formation I received at CTU has changed my life. Not only did I grow in my faith, but I got to engage with people who were just as passionate as I was about living our faith in the world and bringing that faith to our lives and ministry. Catholic Theological Union offers both degree programs and continuing education that emphasize intercultural encounter, academic rigor, individual spiritual development, and interreligious dialogue. Most importantly, it helped me fall more in love with Jesus as a disciple who was being formed for ministry. To find out more about opportunities for your growth at CTU, go to ctu.edu slash programs. That's ctu.edu slash programs.
0: Well, let's let's talk about your book. Let's talk about, um, okay. Let's talk about like, you've got this great thing happening. And I think our our listeners really need to like, listen, y'all, Claire's writing is amazing. You've previously written a book. It was for Lent. It was yeah. a stations, so the stations, and it was with Ryan McQuaid. He mm-hmm. did the art and you did the writing and it was beautiful and heart wrenching and amazing. <laughs> and so this
1: is your second book. Look
0: mm-hmm, at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, yes, yes, it is.
1: So is. Let's <laughs> talk about it. Let's talk about your book, Claire absolutely it's called mangers i'm really into one word titles right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. stations mangers <laughs> yeah mangers when you hear it you know like a manger oh what jesus is born in uh a lot of people when they read the word they keep thinking my book is called managers they think it's like office fan fiction or I, was gonna say that. I was like i was gonna say like like michael scott wrote it is he shrugging on the cover somehow i manage <laughs> um it's called manager oh my gosh it's called majors and now I'm doing it it's called majors <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's 28 because there's 28 days in advent uh 28 short stories poems and letters that seek to help people who don't usually see themselves in the advent or nativity stories reflected so people with unusual uh manifestations of maternity so maybe you're not uh a biological mother, maybe you're separated from your child, maybe you grew up in a non-traditional family, people experiencing loss and loneliness during the holidays. I have a story of a post abortive mother in there because I thought that was really important. All 28 of those different stories so that hopefully everyone will be able to see themselves as the Marian character, as Joseph, as a child Mm -hmm. Jesus. We've got three kings in there. Wow, that's awesome.
0: First, what made you decide to write this? Like why are you suddenly like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna talk about mangers. Not managers. Well, <laughs> how did you manage to write <laughs> mangers?
1: <laughs> I've definitely been fascinated by the idea of like a manger. So, what is it? Where do I see hope growing? Where do I see Christ growing in myself, in the world around me? And then even like, okay, oh, so the cover of the book, Matthew Smith designed the cover, and what I asked him for, there's an image I had in my head before I wrote any of this which is, you know, we're so used to Mary, Joseph, and the child Jesus. They're like, no, you can't come into our hotels. You can't come into our hotels. Like, get thrown in the, in the hay. Gosh, that is a horrible retelling of the Bible. Buy my book. Yes, <laughs> you, so you can't come in to a hotel. Hay. You're going to get thrown in the hay. I feel like maybe, maybe not. I feel like maybe you should talk to marketing. Cut, cut, edit, edit. Take a beat. <laughs> Um, Okay, Basically, my idea was like, what would all of that look like in modern day? And I think of how especially we pass by people experiencing homelessness on the street, as if they're not God within them. And as if we're not passing Jesus on the street every single day. So I had um, Matt put the Holy Family on a street corner to kind of show what it would look like in modern day of us passing Mm -hmm. by them. And he did a perfect (laughs) job. It's so much better than I could envision. Yeah, he he crushed it. So it's just that, that idea of like putting ourselves within it. And so I got started writing it. Took me about a month. It was brutal. I equate it to this is very bold of me, and I'm sorry. Uh, I know this is like probably an uncool. Do not apologize for, for what who, you're
0: gonna say unless it's mean. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I equate I've never given birth but I equate the creative process to giving birth in a much less physically painful way nothing is the same mm-hmm. oh, but yes um, yes you know you we've both it, given it. birth and
2: and had a <laughs> had a book baby this year together we had a book baby
1: that's a real thing we get it
2: we, we also had a book it. baby it takes about as yeah. long. and you're you, wrong yeah because we've also given birth you?
1: so yes <laughs> pushing it out hurts and then afterwards you're like this is me but it's sovereign and yeah um, and it's so super fragile friend. so be gentle and with I'm it. a little care, scared of what you all think a, yeah, it's like super it's super fragile I was yeah. like there's a soft spot <laughs> <laughs> all the things <laughs> exactly so this is my book baby so getting it out into the world was extremely painful I enter into a very sensitive place when I'm creating so I'm just crying 24 7 but not even about sad things about happy things anytime I see something beautiful I'm like oh my gosh that flower that drop of rain it just breaks me so I'm happy to be out of the creative space now I'm a little bit tougher (laughs) (laughs) no there is a
0: an emotional hangover that comes Mm -hmm. from being in the like you're just like I need to take a minute so Mm -hmm. Shannon and I while we were writing our book we had like other writing projects that we had to do and things like that and then there was one point I was like don't ask me to write anything else right now because I physically can't like I like I mentally like it's just like my body won't move and I had I couldn't write another thing gosh at least for a month after finishing the book I was like don't ask me to write stuff I don't know what to tell you you'll get nothing out of me right (laughs) so that's a real thing that's a real thing so what would you say is your favorite
1: part of the book? Oh, you know, I was just reading through it yesterday because I had sent over a chapter to Destiny, the chapter about the post-abortive mother, seeing if she would be interested in sharing it um, over at New Wave Feminist. And so I was rereading that yesterday and That's being like, I, I was asking myself, I was like, Claire, do you really want to do this? Because anytime, you know, it's just the internet is such a mean place. People are so, yes, they're not yeah. just mean, they're yeah, scary. Yeah. It's no, really well, terrifying. The, I'm sure The internet
0: guys, is dark and full of terrors. hashtag game of thrones
2: Mm -hmm. yeah what do we say
1: out of the internet (laughs) (laughs) not today (laughs) and who's meaner on the internet than the christians anybody maybe not listen listen okay especially when
0: there is a lack of understanding Like understanding that people can have a different viewpoint, that people aren't taking what you believe at face value. There's Mm -hmm. a whole discussion happening right now on the internet about around surrounding deconstruction. I jumped in, like I, and I think there's that part of it where you say that this is a comment out of love, but you are not coming to me in a loving way. And there is the difference. Like that's that intent versus impact. Like you can say, you can spout love all you want. You can say, this is in love. This is in love. This is in love. And I was like, yeah, our abusers also say they do things because they love us. Mm -hmm. Like that happens too. And I think that that's the part of it where, because I think it's so tone deaf sometimes where the things that you want to say out of love, Mm -hmm. they are not coming across lovingly. So unless you're perfectly prepared to love somebody and what that really means, keep your love to yourself. Like (laughs) That is what I'm going to say. I think it's a lot
2: of people who who aren't doing the work to love somebody. <laughs> they right? don't want to um, do the
0: work today. They don't really want to. No, the and don't. I don't really want to do the work
2: today. <laughs> and right, if you're going to if you want to love something, is someone, something too. <laughs> you have to get to know them. You can't love them if you don't know them. So hey, uh, I'll not, leave it at that.
1: You're, that's true. That is true. <laughs> that's so exactly yes. It. We take the fraternity out of fraternal correction, it doesn't work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It needs to be a relationship of trust.
0: Okay. So I will say this. I want to say this. Okay. Yeah. Your work, like, um, like stations, like I can still go back and read that stuff now. Right. Cause the stations, they are still true. Right. They're still in every church. You we know don't, I mean? we can still like, we can take in things that are not specifically there that are while that are, well, we can take in things that are not in season. It's not closed. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not close. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I mean, don't go around saying all you during Lent. But <laughs> like like things that are written um for other seasons, we can say that like we can use them because those seasons are there to help us get through the rest of the year and I think that they're tenants of Advent that really they are the new year. They set us up for the rest of the year and I Like I know now when you order it, unless you choose like super express, like Amazon show up in your living room shipping, you probably won't get the book until closer to Christmas. So I want to stress, order the book, carry the, Mm -hmm. like those themes of Advent in your heart, because tell me a day where you're not going to need hope, joy, peace, and love. Tell me what day aren't you going to need those things, right? Like what day aren't you going to need
2: you die and go to heaven with Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> and then
0: you have them like, right. Like tell me, the, and tell me the day that you're not encountering someone in some level of motherhood. You've already, everyone has come from someone in some level of motherhood or we're all women are still encountering, countering those things. Like every day we carry that with us, right? Mm-hmm. Like Shannon, Shannon's got four kids that she's raising, right? She never stops coming to the manger right <laughs> like i mean see you're a catholic woman you probably won't ever i'm just <laughs> <laughs> that was a little joke about all the babies all the babies <laughs> i mean listen i have walked into hotel rooms where they're like we don't have any rooms here go sleep in the hay so you know <laughs> <laughs> they just throw you in the hay they throw you in the hay. i'm <laughs> to <They're gonna> work on <laughs> my public speaking i know <laughs> I think it's really important that we carry that with us like because at the end of the day the manger just didn't go away it's still like what we, that's still like where our faith started right there boom on that man- in that manger so the liturgical year is
2: a prism through which we encounter the mystery of the incarnation
0: so we're oh, looking at we different are.
2: facets but like the incarnation fancy theology works. i know Sarah, i was like
0: <laughs> Shannon is htic clear i don't know if you've ever heard me say, so shannon legit has like degrees and so i call her yeah. she's, my, she's my personal theologian um it used to be dan brown but now it's shannon um that's a whole joke <laughs> that's a whole joke i just feel like i need to say that um but um it's a joke I, I used to have with someone, but now it's yeah. Shannon. I've, I've, i listen, I've leveled up. Um, and I call her the HTIC of PSBB podcast. And that's the head theologian in charge. I, I love that. If you know, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so yes. So let's talk about the prism. Of the prism. I got a little
2: prism. Yeah. Here. So, yeah, I mean, and so we, do, we see different, Facets, right? If you're looking at a at a, a diamond, let's say fancy diamond, right? You you don't experience it the same way looking through different uh, parts of it. If you're looking at it from the side, it looks different. And so there, there are ways that we can more fully comprehend the seasons are ways we can more fully comprehend. Uh, the mystery of Christ becoming a human of God becoming human. And we focus on different things, but like when we encounter things from outside of those seasons or in different liturgical times, they can have different meaning. Uh, For example, one of the songs that I love to play for people as a reflection on good Friday is what child is this because Jesus laying in the arms of his mother on good Friday is a lot different Then Jesus laying in the arms of his mother at Christmas. And they both shed light on each other. And that's really a beautiful thing. And the beautiful thing about poetry is like, it's not, it's not a devotional to enter into Advent, right? (laughs) Like you can read it on your time because it's poetry. Poetry. Uh, And it, it makes us counter the world in a a new way. And so, um, and I think that's one of the things that I love about your poetry, Claire, is that like, it's, You know, it's the universal and the particular that um, just like we talked about the church needing to be culturally grounded. We can find in art things that are particular to the experience of the artist, but that uh, shed light on the mystery of human life and our relationship with God through that. And so buy it. Yeah. Just another reason to buy it. See, I gave you a theological reason to buy it. <laughs> you did. You Love did. That. But also Thank you almost made I me do. cry
0: just now because you were saying like, what child is this? Like on Good Friday, because like, I'm bringing it back. There's so many women who have to hold their lifeless children and you're right. What child is this? And I think that, wow, that would be a really important question that we ask each other as we encounter each other. Like what, like you're mm-hmm. somebody's baby, mm-hmm. right? Like what mm-hmm. child is this? yes, child of God, absolutely. But like, that's somebody's baby. And I think that if we went through the world, acknowledging people as somebody's baby, we would, we would mm-hmm. do a lot better for ourselves. Right? Yeah. We would keep Advent in our heart and buy the book from Claire. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: sure. Where can
1: we buy that book? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Claire, C-L-A-R-E really? underscore McAllen, M-C-C-A-L-L-A-N. And then I put it in my link tree. I got a link tree. I've grown it. I got a link tree. Yeah, right. (laughs) You're a big deal. We want to
0: give things to you, suggestions about things that we are loving, reading, writing, seeing, purchasing. So you've entered into the offertory. Claire, the offertory is the last part of our episode. We're just like when your offertory happens at mass, you know, Uh like we're getting the gifts and we're about to get to the good stuff. So let's (laughs) get to the good part. Ah. (laughs) I speak in TikTok, everybody. (laughs) So Claire, do you have anything? What What are you reading, writing, listening to, loving right now that you would like to offer for our guests to discover?
1: I haven't been reading, writing, or watching anything, but okay, <laughs> I've been really. But here's what I have: so like, we've recommended I
0: have I naps before. Like that's a real <laughs>
1: thing.
3: It's a real thing. Um, naps.
1: Doing embroidery, this is the time of year where I become like a little yes. old woman waiting for her son to get back from yes. war you know.
2: So, I've been doing husband's <laughs> yes. you are a Jane Austen heroine.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Um, so my roommate and I have been doing embroidery. Um, I have been trying to get up early. I, like I said, very hit or miss today. Got up early, went back to bed, totally missed the mark. Do you know what I'm so mm-hmm. into right now? Hot water <laughs> bottles. Like, yeah, you are, yeah, you are great Jane Austen. Oh my gosh, but hot water bottles are lit, they are lit, yo. Like, yeah, they come over to my house and they think it's a whoopee cushion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they obviously didn't have nanny as a grandmother because I know about hot water bottles, just saying.
1: Uh, yeah, there you go. So, um, I'm into that right now. I'm switching over to dried flowers from regular flowers because my budget is telling me to. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, mm-hmm. okay. and also just the, the heat in my house, it fluctuates so much. It's it's better that I just do the dried flowers. I'm big into returns right now because I ordered a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. on Black Friday and mm-hmm. then I look at my bank account. Mm-hmm. And my house. So, right now, I'm big into the post office and sending stuff back, <laughs> getting my money back. Yeah, I like to go to the church office and bother the old ladies. I think that's a really nice time. They always have pizza, they're so nice, they make mm-hmm. me feel good um I love I it. She's like all the things. <laughs> I hang out with <laughs> old
0: ladies, so embroidery hot water bottles, free pizza. It's like you're like that.
1: right there, like the corner of like college student and <laughs> <aunt, laughs> old lady. <laughs> I <really> <laughs> like <laughs> portray something very different on Instagram, so people meet me and they expect like, this mm-hmm. fun thing, and then I'm in bed <laughs> by nine. Girl, I don't. Yeah. There's nothing wrong
0: with that. There's nothing wrong
2: with
1: that. That's just being <laughs> over the age of twenty-five. Like yeah. it's real.
0: <laughs> Okay. So I thank you, Claire, for all of your offerings. Like those are great. Right. Um, And then yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, yes, water bottles, embroidery, free pizza from old ladies. I love it. Mm -hmm, I love it. mm -hmm. I'm just saying, even though fairy tales like Hansel, Gretel, have taught us not to take free food from old ladies, but I will assume that you know better than than (laughs) I do. (laughs) So with the passing of Stephen Sondheim, uh, at 91 years old right after Thanksgiving. I not have like reignited my love of musicals. Like I like I listen to the show tunes all the time. Like <laughs> if Spotify mm-hmm. rap did work for me the way that Amazon music does, it would, it would show, it would show the show tunes and Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. But <laughs> there is the playlist on Amazon Music. There's probably one on Spotify too, where it's like Steven Sondheim's greatest hits. Like I think like right away, like I think it's always been there. Like it's always kind of cause Sondheim has been a whole icon in musicals. And so I think listening to that, and there's so many songs that you don't know. There's so many songs that you don't know that he wrote, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so many songs that you just straight up don't know. That man was sassy, y'all. Like he is the (sighs) inventor of the modern musical. And I think people don't realize that musicals made a transition from like cute blonde girls on the farm to be like real life stuff and real Mm -hmm. life, just real life issues and information, right? Like he did the music. He did the lyrics because Bernstein did the music. He did the lyrics for West Side Story. And there is a really powerful song that people don't think about because they think it's just funny. Like the G. Officer Krupke song. Like Mm -hmm. that is a song all about the school to prison pipeline. All about it. And you don't realize Mm -hmm. it how like the adults that are doing good are failing children. And I recognized that in seventh grade because I first heard about West Side Story and I was sitting there reading the lyrics alone along with like what was going on. And I was like, All these adults aren't helping them. They're not helping them. And I knew that as a young black preteen and Mm -hmm. recognizing that it influenced like my work and I didn't realize it. And I was like, yeah, that totally influenced my work and what kind of adult I am to the marginalized. Right. Like, and i so i recommend like i'm still like full-on sondheim right like Mm -hmm. into the woods merrily roll along which was a total flop but do it because there's some great songs company all of it like all the for company in uh, december shut up do you have an extra one i will come i will come it's december now you mean next
1: december december 21st that is the day before my birthday i if i can't i can't make it i offered it to one of my best friends for her parents if they can't make it they're yours both of them are yours. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, like, I'm not in boston <laughs> no if, if no I, but here's the thing oops sorry sorry to make it more tempting but they're actually for broadway broadway <laughs> think about it think about if katie's, parents, is can't is go, if, if, if katie's parents can't go they're yours because i can't I, go
0: I I, I I will I will go. I will change my work schedule. I will be like I'm like I need I need to go. I was like Bell company.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can literally make such a good excuse. You're like, I have a company thing.
0: I have a com- I ha- I have company.
1: <laughs> I have company. I have company. <gasps> oh my
0: gosh. Okay. Um I know I recommend it other musicals before but this musical has not hit Broadway yet and it's going to I saw it last night it's called Paradise Square listen we don't encourage illegal things on plaid skirts and basic black podcasts but if somebody can find me a bootleg I'll (laughs) pretend listen y'all Paradise Square by the time this podcast airs it will no longer be in Chicago because it's going away on Sunday December 5th but Paradise Square on Broadway whenever it comes to Broadway Please go see it. It is, it is ragtime light, but it's better than ragtime.
3: And I think Mm -hmm. I'm one of
0: those people who falls Mm -hmm. in the category of like I don't love ragtime. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's like I don't Mm -hmm. love ragtime. And I think that so many people glorify what ragtime is, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I love Audra McDonald and Brian. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I was like, (laughs) I (laughs) "I love both (laughs) of them, but Paradise Square addresses things the way they should like ragtime is very much 90s racism is dead let's show you how it used to be and paradise mm-hmm. square is mm-hmm. a more recent musical takes place in during the july riots of the civil war
1: like july 1863
0: riots of the civil war with the irish and black communities um and that shows you like how mu- it gives into the psychology of anti-blackness in a way that mm-hmm. you don't see coming and it is amazing and like but like set to music and Irish Step Dancers. <laughs> like, you guys, I mean, you understand how this amazing is it like is?
2: my life on a
0: stage. <laughs> so good. Like, it's so, like, it's so good. Yes, it's pre-Broadway. Some kinks need to get worked out. Even knowing that, y'all, Parad- when Paradise Square comes, just know you heard it here you first. Heard it here. You heard it here first. Okay, Shannon.
2: We are Paradise Square hipsters. Yes. Um yes. <laughs> I know hipsters aren't a thing anymore, but I've never been cool. So, uh, <laughs> so now we are. I was not cool before it was cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I have many things. Um, I have been doing a lot of wardrobe updating lately, uh, partially because I'm between and pants I'm sizes. I'm proud,
0: and I'm super proud.
2: Um, and that's like, man, having pants that fit really changes an outfit. Um, <laughs>
0: so changes um, how you can wear your shirts it's a real thing your
2: shirts could be baggy uh but your pants being baggy or stretching not a good look like (laughs) yeah not a good look and I am not a I'm not a like I'm not tied to the size of my pants uh what -hmm. the number is right but I do need them to fit Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's been great because Even though I would definitely say that I I buy a lot of, like, standard pieces. I'm not super stylish. Like, sometimes you need to let go of clothes that, like, either you bought on a whim or whatever. And that's been great. Um, Also, Target. Because Target is where, like, That's I walked into Target amazing. yesterday, and I was like, "I'm literally wearing all Target, including my underwear."
0: <laughs> <That laughs> I saw it amazing. All that is Target. I was all target so, yesterday, including my underwear. So yeah. I totally get that. Like legit, mm-hmm. all target including mm-hmm. my underwear. That's yeah. Target tore it all the things.
2: Marcia knows, but you don't know Claire. I live like a quarter of a mile from the Target, like, so I'm there. I went in, I went to Target four times on Wednesday. <laughs>
0: <Four times. laughs> was that when I made you get your, your Christmas present? <laughs> uh, that was I'm, one of the times, yes. Because
3: yeah, I <laughs> like I was every- afraid she was going
0: to get it sooner. And I was like, I oh, want to buy it. And I bought it. I was like, pick
2: it up at Target. For work, I had to buy some lunch. I had to buy, like, I had to pick up something from I yeah, I had to um, get stuff for dinner, like, I had it. I, I did not spend all that much money, but I had to go there. Um, but also like, as I say all the time, their sweater game on point all it the time. Really is. Great sweater,
1: true.
2: great sweaters. And they have really cute, um, some cute like holiday outfits out there in the world right now. So check those they out. Do.
0: They do for I big know. girls go to Torrid. So yeah. to mm,
3: mm, they had a lot mm-hmm. of
0: Black Friday deals, which were.
3: Mm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: And then the other thing I'm recommending is mattress pads. Uh, we have a mattress pad on our bed. I get like the super soft one. Um, Eric keeps wanting to get the cooling one. And I'm like, no, I, I'm already cooled all the do, time. Do they sell like it. a split in half? <laughs> right? like- yeah, that's what I need. I need like the sleep <laughs> yes, number sir. coolness mattress pads. Yes, <laughs> Yes, like, like, it'll just have degrees like eighty degrees on one side. Temperature, get on that, get on that. Like,
0: sleep number, sleep number. sleep number, get on, get I on. I don't that. even know if you can number. do this Magist- <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. Okay. Awesome. it's great thanks guys for joining us today you can make sure that you follow us on instagram at psbb podcast you can follow me at marcia at stylish lucia you can follow shannon at
2: team quarter black
0: you can follow claire at claire underscore mccallan claire with no i
1: no i I. (laughs) irish life Yes, Irish Claire, exactly.
0: <laughs> you can email us at and basic black at gmail.com or visit our website at www.psdbpodcast.com Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, etc This helps more people find the show and love us as well. We need more people to love me. <laughs>
3: because just, we don't
0: have we we happy have self have conversations conversations with without, Oh my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 my head does not need to grow any bigger, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> you can support our podcast by shopping our merch at psbbpodcast.myspreadshop.com or becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash psbbpodcast. That is where you will find a lot of really great tidbits from this episode that you missed out on. So our Patreon mm-hmm. subscribers know a lot of stuff about us that Mm -hmm. you don't right now but that's okay you can you just go to that Mm -hmm. website click support we like to say thank you to god for giving us the arts and all the ways we can express our creativity and culture as human beings thank you to jazar for our theme song seas of mars that keeps us moving and grooving each and every episode thank you so much claire for joining us today and sharing your art and your insight with all of our listeners Thank you, Shannon, for hosting and recording the Zoom meeting again this week. We really could not do it without you. No. (laughs) Finally, you're like, no, no, we cannot. Finally, (laughs) thanks to all of you, our listeners, for joining us again. We'll be sharing some Christmas episodes over the next few weeks, which we cannot wait for you to hear. Happy Advent, everyone. And don't forget to find your manger manager. Bye. (laughs) Bye.